All right, here with episode three of the Just Saying Takes podcast. Um, it's late as fuck, and I don't feel like we trying to wake anybody up, but the Falcons-Giants game, uh, interesting game. <clears throat> Didn't get to watch it, but it cost me two fantasy games, which is never a good way to end your Monday. It sucks, wasn't much I could do. In one league, I had Tevin Coleman. The other league, I didn't. But that's not what cost me. What cost me is Odell Beckham catching a last-second touchdown. And the worst part is, you know, I had Kareem Hunt, who had 37 points. Tatrabisky, you know, played a pretty solid team. And Odell Beckham, of all the weeks, comes out. It has a 8 for 143 and one touchdown. Like, that's a joke. Has to be a joke. Getting into Eli Manning, who has been highly criticized uh, in recent memory. Um, you know, pretty solid game tonight. 27 to 38, 399, one touchdown. No turnovers. Now, I get Giants fans are freaking out. You know, I see people on Twitter like, oh, they should have traded for Bridgewater. Oh, they should have done this. And yeah, you know, maybe if they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, it would have been a pretty solid move. But do you think the Giants really want to make a trade with the Jets? Especially going into the season when it did happen, like during the preseason? Probably not. You know, they had Barkley. You know, it was the Barkley Darnold argument. They most likely didn't want to be like, hey, Jets, you know, we think you ha- you got the right QB. Even though we passed up on him, so can we take Bridgewater? And I think that might have been an you know an actual conversation. Um, inside the Giants, uh, you know, managers, you know, war room is I guess they would call it. Atlanta, Matt Ryan, eight incompletions for you know what three seventy nine and one touchdown. Pretty great game there. Julio Jones, once again. Has no touchdowns. Now, that's kind of crazy, to be honest. I mean, every week you see the same notification from Sports Center or whatever saying, Julio Jones has the most yards through seven, eight, three games with no touchdowns in a, in a season. And it's pretty funny at this point. So that's, you know, that's the Monday night game. Uh, Barkley's a beast. Not much to be said. The guy, especially in PPR, is just catching... You know, six to eight balls a game. He's getting 50 yards receiving off of that. Guy's going to end up... I don't know if he'll overthrow Gurley by next year. But within two to three years, he might be the number one running back. If he gets an offensive line. I watched a little bit of the earlier stages of the game. And Nate Soldiers, as Booger McFarlane said, is the worst $15 million investment I've ever seen at left tackle. They should have never got rid of Pew and Wet Richburg and put all their money in Soldier. I like the Will Hernandez play. I think he looks like a old school nineties guard with, you know, the neck roll and the it just looks like, you know, Anthony Munoz 2.0. It's a very tough guy, you know, he's got the wide got the wide belly, I guess, you know, the very squatty body. As uh, Mike Mayock would say, or some of those guys. 
But uh, looking into waiver wires um, for you guys that listen to the pod, uh, I mean, in my 12-man league, there's Derrick Henry available, there's Capri Bibbs, there's um, uh, Mostert, Raheem Mostert, I think could be pretty solid. Um, Josh Adams, if you're in a deeper league, could be an interesting selection. I mean, he got some burn this week with the Eagles, even though... I mean, it's kind of bad to touch some of the Eagles running backs. I was an idiot and drafted Jay Ajaye extremely early and did not pay off. He's down the IR. Um, with Sonny Michelle going down for the Patriots, Rex Burkhead is still on the IR. But the thing is, I'm not sure if he's going to come back before Michelle. So maybe you consider that. But that would be like a stash play in a deeper league or something. Uh... Also had the Garrett Blunt available in that league. Now, if we go to like the ten man league, I mean wide receivers in the twelve man league, uh, you know, you guys got you got guys like Keelan Cole's available, Moncrief, a lot of the Jags wide receivers that you don't want to touch. Uh, you know. Now the Los Angeles Chargers guys I think could be really interesting options with both of the Williams, uh, Tyrell and Mike. Who've had pretty solid games here and there sporadically. Um, another interesting one would be Cortland Sutton. Because there's some rumors that the Broncos might trade Demarius Thomas. And now, me being as a Demarius Thomas owner, I'm perfectly with that. You know, trade him to, I mean, not the Cowboys anymore because Amari Cooper got traded for a first round pick, but we get we'll get to that in a little bit. But um go through some of those guys. Quarterback wise. Trubisky, I think, has to be owned in any sort of league. Um, I think he's going to officially be, like, the real deal. You know, tight ends is a tough position to pick up. I did say Chris uh, Herndon in the last podcast, and your boy had another touchdown this week. So that's not a bad idea. Go dare, I guess, if you're really, you know, scavenging for tight ends. But now, some of the bigger time, not bigger time, but Injury-related would definitely be Marcel Lynch. Um, definitely go pick up a you know, Jalen Richard or a Doug Martin. Um, because, you know, why not? I mean, I'm not sure how the ball carrying will go between those two guys. But, you know, if you're in a PPR format with Richard, I think you have a pretty good shot at getting, you know, 8 to 10 points at least. Um and if you're looking for trade targets, I know it's pretty hard to predict. But I got uh, Devin Funchess for a Buck Allen a week ago. So, I mean, try and find, like, you know, a receiver that's had a couple of down weeks. But, you know, there's potential there. Like, you know, it can't hurt to, you know, take a risk on a trade here and there. Um, but then the thing is to... Running these running backs this year have been pretty tough to figure out. You know, a lot of people lost games because they played Melvin Gordon because he was out and people were asleep. And so watch out for obviously if you have any of the Eagles or Jaguars players going in London this week, make sure you wake up extra early and you know see who's inactive, who's active. Um, the funniest thing is on the last podcast I predicted the Broncos would murder the Cardinals and said pick up the Denver D. However. I did not pick up the Denver D, 
and I started like the Bills in one league, and it cost me a game. Um, so defenses this week. I guess we'll get that to the next podcast because I'm not sure what's really going on yet. I have to wait for the predictions, projections to come out. Then you know I'll base my takes off of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's been a pretty interesting week fantasy wise. Obviously, you know if a guy like Edo Smith is on is on the waivers, go scoop him up. You know Duke Johnson or uh, Nick Chubb regarding the Carlos Hyde trade, which by the way Leonard Fournette owners. This is going to suck for us. Because Carlos Hyde is going to be the man there. He's going to have great production. You know, the Jaguars are going to say, you know what? We don't need to rush Leonard from that back so quick. Let's give him an extra two or three weeks on top of the two weeks. So part of me is sitting here saying, you know, maybe you try and trade Leonard Fournette for... A mid-tier guy or to a guy in your league who's, you know, 6-0 and or 7-0. and And, you know, you can, he can accumulate, you know, an injured player to provide depth on his bench while he's got a guy like, I don't know, some team's got, you know. They say a guy that has, you know, Gurley and a James White, which he got later. And, you know, the, he's killing it with those two. Um, football-wise, the Chiefs... Bengals game Sunday night was one of the most fun games to watch just from a offensive football mind perspective. You know how the Chiefs. Everyone's saying you know Patrick Mahomes is going to be a great quarterback, but he, people are not giving Kareem Hunt enough credit for what he provides to offense. You know he is one of the greatest, not greatest runners in the league right now, but. He, the guy always seems to be falling forward. You know, the one play, he spins, he jumps over someone. Like, you see the effort Kareem Hunt puts in on a play-to-play basis. And it's one of the most impressive things I think you could watch. Um, just whenever they're playing. Like, Kareem Hunt's just an awesome runner to watch. He hits the holes right. You know, he doesn't pause and wait like, you know, Le'Veon or Mixon. But his... Uh, Awareness is pretty cool. Um, Trying to think what else I could, you know. I guess we'll have to wait for some waiver wire more stuff tomorrow. Um, but one thing I wanted to get into, this is a little random, is the, you know, I'm obviously a big stoolie. And uh, the, whole K, uh, the whole KFC radio thing getting switched to three days a week. Um, it's interesting. I haven't listened to it as much because... Uh, I'm busy at work a lot more now, but, you know, KFC Radio was always a cool podcast, you know, because there was five episodes a week, you know, it was different, you know, they had part of my take was the three podcasts a week, KFC was the five one, so, you know, if you're driving your car quick to, like, a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, you're putting on a quickie, or you put on this, and I get the higher-ups from Barstool have, uh, told them to dial it down a little bit, but... I do like where they're going. You know, their podcasts are always funny and, you know, creative and different. But uh, I do hope one day they bring back the five-day-a-week podcast from KFC. Because I think that would be a pretty... I think it's just something that... You know, even if you're not a stool, you know, just it's a very... Uh, it hits very home, the podcast. You know, it's a very relatable podcast for most any people, you know, if it's from the... 
the crazy things they like just all the crazy things they say is just you know you sit there and you say you know what i've been in that situation before so you know that was my little thing i just wanted to speak out on but um Back to fantasy football, you know, you got Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams coming up their bye weeks. Le'Veon Bell is not reported yet. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Chris Carson coming back for the Seahawks, Wilson, Baldwin, those guys. Um I'm trying to think what other important teams have bye weeks. And yes, if you're wondering, it's because I'm looking at my fantasy app right now and I'm trying to see who I have. That I could use badly. Ah, the Oakland Raiders, even though they uh, they don't have a single player worthy of having a fantasy roster besides Richard. But um, I guess the last thing I'll touch on is the whole Amari Cooper to Dallas Cowboys trade. Now, I think it's a good trade for Dallas. I think the first-round pick is a bit much. But I just I just wrote a blog about this. If you guys want to go check that out, be appreciated because I got like four views on my last blog. But uh, Gruden, the whole thing with Gruden's ten year contract is he essentially has two, I guess, errors or two shots at hitting on a quarterback if he trades their car. So his whole thing is you know if I trade Cooper and back at these picks, you know, I can end up trading Carr for you know say a third or a fifth round pick, and being able to trade up with those picks could eventually land him his next guy. So interesting to see. I mean, the Raiders are cleaning house. The Cowboys got a number one wide receiver, supposedly. See how healthy Cooper is. Which is good, though, for Cooper is after getting nailed against the Seattle two weeks ago. He actually gets back-to-back bye weeks. One this week with the Raiders and next week with the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, we're going to end it on that. Uh, Yeah. Just Saying Takes, podcast uh, episode number three.